Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jean Andrus, and I am your host here at Menopause Matters, the podcast. And today I have with me Rupa Kapoor. Rupa is a photographer and coach and the founder of Woman Redefined, which is her company. And today we're going to be talking about confidence and self-esteem as we go through menopause and how image and self-image are can take such a hit, but they can be, it can be such a time of redefining yourself and falling back in love with the woman you are. And I think that's probably the core of Rupa's message, but we're going to go into a lot of different areas with this. Welcome, Rupa. Thanks for having me, Jean. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about your photography business and how that's morphed into a coaching business as well and what it is that you really want to help women do? So you and I have known each other for a long time. I worked with you shortly after we worked in that business group and you were one of my first photography like headshot, I say headshot in quotes, um, at clients because my headshots are not typical headshots. They are about transforming women. The word redefined came to me when I was having coffee out on the deck about 12 years ago. And I was like, that's what it is. I want women to step into who they're becoming, not necessarily what they feel right now. So an example, and I think I've done this with you as well. When I'm on a call prior to even them booking me, I will ask women, so tell me where you want to be in a year. I mean, sometimes we can't even see five years from now at, you know, I know I can't sometimes doing all what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to be in a year? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up? That's more important to me. And women are like, Ooh, I didn't think about that. Let me think about that. You know, I'm turning 50. I just need a photograph. <laughs> right. I'm turning 60 or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they start dreaming. They start thinking and they are like, they have this feeling about them. And I'm like, okay, now this is what we need to do. We want you to show up that way on camera. And this is what I want to do for you. So that's how I do my photography. And during a lot of the photo shoots, what started happening is women and I would start having conversations, of course, because they're long shoots there. I have a lot of fun. We go out for a drink afterwards or a coffee later. I've, I've become friends with a lot of my clients over the years. And I had women that said, why are you not coaching women, because this is clearly part of your magic sauce, right? So I think honestly, because of what was going on in my life at the time, I didn't have the confidence. 
I was really good at giving women their confidence, but I didn't have it on my own. Uh-huh. So then it was my turn to go and kind of find my own light and show up and feel seen in my own right. And that's taken me a long time. I know. Um, I've, I've you know, watched you. Have watched I've watched you, you yeah. develop and, and yeah. grow. And in that growth, I started discovering all kinds of things that were helping my body, my health, my mind, and just becoming more clear and having clarity about what I wanted for my life as I was turning 50. And now turning 56. This is, you know, years after year after year. Once you hit that certain age, like you said, and your body's going through the changes as well. And you're fighting a lot of little things, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. So the coaching kind of happened naturally. I had a client that just wanted to hire me and said, I would love to keep working with you. And so we did. And that's how that all started. So I really help women in that area, just show up in their lives and give them, help them find their direction, either Mm. their North Star on where do they want to go and how do they want to feel and how do they want to show up every single day with grace, compassion, and forgiveness of self. And that has, those are my three big words because I had to really forgive myself in always not being perfect in always not being that person that did it all the time, the right way. And in that comes with grace, you do it with grace and ease. And then you also do it with a lot of self-compassion. Wonderful. So Rupa, when we first started working together, let's say eight years ago, I'm thinking that you were probably perimenopausal and not fully into menopause. We never talked about this, but so how do you think your the changes in your body changed how you were thinking about yourself and then led to this kind of growth? Can you speak a little bit about those changes? Yeah, I think when you and I met, I went through it fairly early. My mom okay. did too. And okay. so I was already starting to feel a lot of those changes. Uh-huh. And um, not, not it, abnormal for 48, by the way, to feel the, be yeah. feeling those changes. Right. So when I think I started a little bit earlier than that, and I had always had issues, but around 50 is when it kind of really kind of, I want to say hit not in a bad way. But for me, I was, I think, I honestly want to say so much of it for me was because I was already aware of it and doing things and taking care of myself the best that I could. So yes, I saw certain weight gain happen, you know, that happens Mm -hmm. as the hormones shift and stuff. And I couldn't figure out why that was working, but it also prompted me to look at my thyroid because I have hypothyroidism. So I had to look at that because that's also tied to so many other things and really just like nurture my body differently. And I did it in lots of different ways, holistically, spiritually, physically. And then, like I said, it comes back to like just giving yourself a lot of grace. And honestly, I think it was like around 51 or 52. I just looked at myself and I thought, you know, I kind of love the woman you've become like this is I get chills when I say that because it took me so long to get Mm. there about my body and my life. And so to look at my body going through these changes, a lot of women I know 
and I might not be right about this, but I mean, you know, I hear a lot of my friends talk about the hot flashes and all the stuff. And there was, yeah, there was a part of me that was like, kind of grateful for it. I'm kind of ready for this next transition in my life. Cause there's like some really good stuff that's about to come. Right. So much for us as we transition through this phase. And I think your concentration on allowing the real person, if I can say this, hopefully without muddling it up too much, but the real person to come out in front of your camera probably helped you think about allowing the real person to shine through your face and eyes. And one of the things I've got to say this, because Rupa and I know each other on Facebook, of course, which means that we never know who knows what about each other, who's seen which posts. But I saw some posts from you about, I don't know, maybe a year, maybe two years ago, about a photo shoot that you did that where you were in front of the camera. And watching that, it was like, wow, this is the person who was behind the camera for so long. And now she's stepping out in front of it. It was really incredible to see you do that. Well, you know, I challenge challenge myself every year or two years, right? And Uh I'm going to ask my women to do that and step outside of their comfort zone. It is only fair to them if I do it. Because Mm. I do it because I also want to understand the vulnerability Mm. and what it takes to be in front of camera. And I'll tell you, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, and I have to, can I tell you a story about what happened with that photo shoot? Sure. It's going to be the headshot that's going to be part of this series. But I'm going to send okay. you as well. Great. So it'll make sense to women if they see it. So the night before, and I tell my clients, never wait till the night before, but here I am the night before getting all my stuff together for this photo shoot. A photographer I knew had said he'd seen my silver hair. He really wanted to photograph me. And I said, okay, I'll do it. That sounds fun. But I didn't realize what kind of work it was going to take, uh, all the stuff that my women go through. So I'm now putting clothes together. Well, mind you, this was at the end of 2020, end of, we're still in pandemic, but you know, the end of 2020. Things were loosening up a bit. Right. Things were loosening up a little bit, but I had also put on a good 10, 15 pounds probably, you know, and maybe, I don't know, whatever. It didn't really matter about the weight, but I had all these cute clothes. And then there was this jacket that I was dying to wear. And it had fit me beautifully. It was a 1970s retro, you know, jacket and it fit beautiful. And I put it on the night before and I couldn't button it up. It was like here, like, you know, like halfway, it gave me like six, like a four inch separation. So I was like, oh my gosh, what has happened? And I tell you, I almost wanted to call him and cancel because I was feeling so ugh, like, what did you do? And I had to then coach myself. It was like the coach coaching the coach. I mean, it was like me having to say, okay, what if this was a client? What would you do? What would you say? Would it matter? No, it would not matter because you see the beauty in everybody. So I had to step back and say, how can we make this happen? So I rummaged through drawers because, you know, we're all wearing sweats and stuff all year long. (laughs) And I found this really cute bralette and this really cute black lace bra. I didn't know that I even had it. I was sure I did. Found it. I put it on and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for a bit of sexy. I have never done that in any of my photo shoots. I've never gone for the sexy. Never felt that about my body or myself. Mm -hmm. And so I put that jacket on with a bra and you could see a little bit of lace. 
And honestly, that is my favorite picture to date when I look at that because I was laughing because when I was taking that, when he took the photo of me, I was laughing about how I didn't want to do it the day before. And now all of a sudden I'm in front of camera with my bra showing, which is that that doesn't bother me at all. But it, this jacket didn't fit me, but it didn't matter because like I say to my women, it's not about that. It was back to, okay, am I having fun? Am I loving my body? Am I enjoying this part of myself that I've worked so hard to get to in whatever they perform, right? So that might be the photo that you may be thinking of because that one honestly was my favorite. And, you know, you can see the jacket doesn't fit me, but I don't think anybody cares. I didn't care. Nobody seemed to care, you know? Right, right. And what ended up showing up for me was I saw a happiness and a glow and this part of myself that I had not seen before, which was everybody used to always say that I was this really bright, shining light. And I never really believed it. I never really owned that part of myself. And when I saw that photograph, I think for the first time, I remember I, and I cried because I know a lot of my women do, but I'm like, I'm certainly not going to be that girl. And I remember seeing this photo and saying, wow, I can actually see your light. And I was talking about myself. And I don't think I've ever said that about myself, you know, before. So, and for me, when women see that on my side, when I'm on the other side of the camera or being the coach, that is, again, that's the magic for me. It's so important that women own that for themselves. So do you see that when it happens, when you're behind the camera? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you tell I'm so excited about that, right? Because there are some photographs that we took that were just, they were just there. Right. And then there were like... It's a progression. Well, it wasn't 100% a progression. I have photos that I love from the first 10 minutes that we were Mm -hmm. were shooting. We were shooting inside and I had a sweater on. It was the middle of the summer. And I have two or three from that that portion of the shoot that I just adore. Mm -hmm. And then we changed and we went outside or I changed and we went outside And there were times when the photos just weren't working. And then there were other times when they were just magic. Right. And so what happens, and I see that in women, right? So a lot of times, well, there's two things. There's either a progression, a woman who's really nervous. So it takes her a few minutes to get started, usually about 15, 20, 30 minutes. It's not Mm -hmm. just, it takes a while. And I actually map the clothing out accordingly because I'm like, we're going to get better and better. So I just know this is going to happen. And honestly, in studio, and I want to say this happened to you and I the first time, within about 30 minutes, I will have women look at me and I'll look at them with one photograph and they're like, I just felt it. And I'm like, I mean, or I'll say it. I'm like, just that it just clicked. And then from that point forward, it's on. And in your case or in other women's cases, it'll kind of come back because you know what happens. And I think I've told this to women, my job when I'm with camera is to get you out of your head. Mm. And that photo happens where you are not fully in, you're too into your head. Because I feel like I work with brilliant, smart women all day long, and we overthink everything. We think, think, (laughs) think, think, and we can't stop thinking. I'm that girl too. So the second you can pull out of your own brain, and it's a saying that I've used that sounds really weird, but I'm like, get out of your body, get out of your head to get back into your body. Mm-hmm. And when women do that, that's when that wow shows up. Yeah. 
they're not thinking about it. They're not worried about, oh my God, is the earring right? Is my this right? Are my arms too big? They're it, it's that whole and that's my job the whole time is yeah. to pull themselves out of that, pull them out of that trajectory and get them in a place where they're feeling so good and so comfortable and so safe that it's naturally showing up. So I'm kind of assuming that that's what your coaching is about as well, is getting people to feel that way, or women specifically, to feel that way more and more of the time without needing the camera there. Right. So Because there is a performance aspect about being in front of the camera. It is. And a lot of it for my women, uh, when I coach them. um, So, you know, I created that program during pandemic called Reveal, Reclaim, Redefine. Feel who you are, reclaim that part of you that's missing, and let's redefine who you want to show up as. Mm -hmm. And women love that program. And then what we graduated to is women working with me one-on-one, coming with their own things that were happening. And I work highly intuitively. So I have like a lot of gut reactions, a lot of intuitive, which I've just really started owning in the past two or three years. I've been highly intuitive, a good part of my life, but really owning that in the past probably two or three years. And so I'll give you an example. And I know she won't mind. One of my clients, super, I mean, you know, intelligent, brilliant. She's got an amazing job, makes a ton of money. And was struggling over taking care of herself in the sense that she had this opportunity to move into this beautiful loft and she couldn't figure out why she wouldn't do it. That was just like, that was like a barrier for her. She'd sold her house, made a ton of money on her house, but she couldn't reward herself. She couldn't Mm -hmm. treat herself, right? So we worked through that. And um, one of the things that I gave her, well, we started So I work with the body and what I did is we worked with, um, I do a lot of oil work. I do a lot of essential oils. I don't Mm -hmm. sell them, but I I use them and I concoct little tinctures for women. I say, here, go get this and this and this. I'm going to teach you how to use it. I do a dry brushing practice. I actually had a class on that and the dry brushing for me, I do it every day. Mm -hmm. And yes, it makes your skin look amazing, but it also is a great tool to like start pulling stuff out. And then for women, I give them homework. So for her, I said, what I want you to do this weekend is go to that property. I mean, she had an ocean view. The beach was right there. I said, see if that property will let you go sit on their private beach, take a journal with you and do an as if. What does it feel like to be there? And can you give yourself permission to be that woman? that does something good for herself, that allows herself to be this, uh, all this stuff that you've done, you know, on the side, but like in that process, you're still not giving yourself permission to do for you. So what's that going to take? And it took like, um, she actually messaged me. We did a call every week. And then I think, um, so I would check in on her. I'm like, Hey, did you do that? Did you do that? And I said, where are you at? And it was so funny. Week four, she went and looked at other properties. And I said, okay, how did you feel? And uh, she described it to me and she's like, oh my gosh, no. And I said, all right, so where are you at? She goes, I think I'm going to give myself permission. So she went back to the property and a week later she had signed. And the coaching sessions are done. But when I reached out to her um, earlier this year, she said, she sent me a picture of her view and she said, the best decision I've ever made. 
is to not just get this place, but give myself permission that it was okay to be more, have more, and really take care of myself and honor myself in all of the ways. And I think that that is what I bring to women. If it's not the photography, but it's that, that, that bit of feeling empowered to do for you. Absolutely. So I want to kind of talk from my perspective about the same thing, because for women, we spend that first, once we hit puberty, once we, you know, once we get involved, you know, usually in our early twenties, it's not usually, you know, 12, 13, but we get involved with being the person who does for others. So Mm -hmm. many of us. And then we hit this magic time and our bodies start to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is your time. This is the time that set aside for you to take in who you are and be who you are and be more than what you've been to yourself Mm -hmm. because you've been so busy being everything to everybody else. And I think a lot of us feel guilty about that. Yes. A lot of us don't know what to do with that feeling. And yet I see it over and over and over again, where women come into this menopausal state, into perimenopause and say, wait a minute, everything that I've done to date, none of it was bad. None of it's wrong. They don't have to make themselves wrong about it, but it's time for them. It's time for us. It's time to be the woman that we were, that we can be. I'm going to reach over and grab something here. Yes. Because you laugh. While you actually do that, I'm going to say that I think the word that again showed up for me is the word permission. And I remember one of my marketing things said on Instagram once, it's like, hey, if you need me to sign that permission slip, I'll do it for you. Like, I'll give you permission to show up for yourself. Let me give you permission to do that. Right. Because I think sometimes women just need another woman to give them permission to right. do that. So, oh, yeah. You and I. <laughs> Yeah, this usually hot. stays. I'm doing a little rearranging behind me, and it, this has found a new home right now. But I talk about and menopause. John, sorry to interrupt, um, because people may not be able to see us. So they're that's listening. true. So um, I, would, I know what you're talking about, but they may not. Thank it you, is. because I forget yes. that we're doing audio. So this is a crown. It's beautiful. It's bronze color. It's got stars and flowers and shiny things on it. And a while back, Rupa was running some contest on her her page. And I entered. And of course, I won the crown because I have talked for a long time about menopause. The word, we have very few w- words for women over postmenopausal. And some of them are not considered very nice. One of them, of course, is hag. But the second one is uh, crone. And crone, while it's taken on a pejorative meaning, a not so nice meaning, crone comes from the same root word as crown. So when I read that, and uh, recently I read, a, uh, I was listening to Claire Pincola Estes, who wrote Women Who Run With Wolves is probably her best known work. But she talks about this crowning of womanhood and becoming the crowned one, the wise one, the woman beyond 
um, the years of childbearing as being learning wisdom and taking in wisdom and having the wisdom that she's gained and created in herself and in her body throughout her childbearing years. So I just noticed the city (laughs) over there and I had to bring it back because Rupa is the one who sent me my crown. And it's a super important idea that we are not losing in becoming this postmenopausal person that we are. We are gaining. We are gaining this ability to be the crowned one, the wise woman. Right. And taking ownership of it. Right. I think in my 40s, I would have a lot of women would say to me because I've run my business for a while and they would say, you're you've got such wisdom. I didn't think I owned it for yeah. a long time. So then you hit a certain age, maybe it is that perimenopausal, like you're talking about, you get to that point where you look out for you and you start owning that wisdom. Yeah. I have a lot of women that come to me and say, you know, like you said, I've done all of this for everybody else. When is it my turn? And I said, whenever you want it to be. Yeah. It's, it's really, because I had to do the same thing. I had to like say, when is it my turn? And nobody was giving me permission to do it. It was just my turn. And I had to own that. Absolutely. So the permission to do that is always there. If you need that permission, you can come to me. You can come to Rupa. Find that permission slip. Yeah, get that permission (laughs) slip. And it's so exciting to know that you have that opportunity, that choice to make it. And every once in a while, I have somebody who says, but isn't that selfish or I don't want to be that self-centered or it's not that you necessarily kick anyone else out of the center of your life. You just put yourself in there too. You know, that adage, um, when your cup is full, you can fill other people. So you yeah. see that meme where, you know, the teacup is being poured. And if you're half full, you don't have anything left for anybody else. But if you can full and it's overflowing, guess what? You have a lot more to give everybody else if you want, you know, and then the other part for me, when I talk about the giving and we might be getting way into different territory here is like receiving and I would love for women to really step back and be open to receiving because that along with a lot of other things, the receiving has changed my life. Mm. Um, Being that person that has given to everybody else, been the mom, been the wife, sister, the mom, the The daughter, daughter, the caretaker for my mother for almost 20 years, you know, I didn't receive. So, and I still struggle with it. I'm honest with you guys. Like, it's not easy for me when a friend says, let me pay for your dinner and, or let me do this for you. I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. And, you know, so I'm learning right now that receiving is so important in this growth process as women, because we've always been giving, 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 and everyone else has been receiving. So it's amazing as to what happens when you actually open your body up and like, I'm putting my arms out right now. (laughs) It is the receiving and, and taking it in. So one of the things when I did my Reiki learning that just blew me away is in Reiki, they talk about the chakras and they talk about the halves of your body and that the right half is the masculine half Mm -hmm. and the left half is the feminine half. Now, it's interesting to me that the left half is the receiving half because women, I feel like women are givers. 
mm-hmm. especially before this time of menopause that we're talking about. We've been giving, giving, giving. But in truth, that is a masculine, that comes from the masculine side of us. And I do something with a lot of my women, and that is to feel that from the heart chakra down the right arm through and passing the energy across to the left palm and then back up and around and making, interestingly enough, it sort of makes a heart shape as you do it. And it's truly a way that you can give back to yourself and you can really amp that giving circle or heart shape. Right. And then in that process, you learn to receive. Yes. Um, because it is baby steps, baby steps on receiving too. I said yeah. to women, and they're like, how do I do that? And I'm like, look, it can be as simple as when somebody gives you a compliment, says your hair looks really awesome. And so instead, how about thank you? I love it today. And I appreciate it. You know, a quick thank you. And I started doing that as practice. And I started just recognizing how often when somebody said, you look great, or I love this, or you did this. And I really, I would just cut it down. And I was cutting myself down, you know? And so now my immediate response is, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Or yes, I will let you pay for dinner, you know? And that is amazing. Cause I had a friend of mine that said, would you just receive? She got angry at me when I would, you know, and I said, okay, I will receive. And so we did, you know, and so, but I think that we tend to give, give, give. And if we can change that as we get older, or even as we start younger, I would love younger women to also really be in tune with us. It would be such grace for their bodies as well, I think. Yeah. Rupa, this has been a fabulous conversation. Yeah, I love where we've gone with it. And I love some of the things that have come out of it. I appreciate your coming today. Thank you so much. I just adore the time that times that we get a chance to talk. I know I do too. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this has woken up that other part of me that I've needed for a hot minute again. So it's all <laughs> a reminder. So thank you. I, I love being with you and I'm so grateful for you and your friendship and, you know, that started out as a clientship and, but has turned into much more. So I appreciate it. So tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to talk about any of the things that we've talked about today or um, would love to come to Atlanta for a photo session or maybe you're already in Atlanta. Yeah, maybe in Atlanta. So I'm in Atlanta and um, and I am reachable by Instagram nowadays. So Instagram, I am woman redefined, W-O-M-A-N redefined. Or you can just look up Rupa, R-U-P-A, Kapoor, K-A-P-O-O-R. And reach out to me there. If you want to, you can always like private message me there. If you want, you can find me on Facebook. I'm pretty easily accessible. Perfect. And all of that information will be in the show notes. So thank you again so much for coming. It's been a fun afternoon talking with you. It's been. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. 
and let me know which of these tips works best for you. 